two of the most romantic people in the world doing a Valentine's Day episode. Yes, that's why I've been single since I was 16. I'm so romantic. <laughs> Welcome to the Moperville Monthly, everyone. As always, there will be spoilers here. I am your host, MapleStrip, and today I am again joined by Zen. Hello, hello, hello. And we're recording on Valentine's Day. Yeah, big coincidences, huh? Yeah, how romantic. <laughs> yeah, it's not like I had anything better to do. Actually, I didn't have anything better to do. <laughs> I mean, I'm I guess I could have studied, but eh. Uh, I just was petting my cats. That's uh, all that matters, really. Yeah. Enjoying the cold weather a little bit. For, like, the first time in years, we got, like, a really large amount of snow and ice and stuff. Oh, yeah, there's actual winter time here. I have missed... Last year, I don't think we had any bloody snow at all here. And I live in a Nordic country. <laughs> the ones exactly. that are like, Is there power bears there? Yeah. <laughs> and yes, I just insulted a big chunk of Americans. But so what? Your politi- politics are at least as dumb as that. So, hey. <laughs> Oof. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, not holding back. Well, it's good to finally experience some cold weather again i mean i don't like cold weather but i do like snow so like yeah it's a good combination i guess uh, yeah if i have to have some cold weather i'd rather have some snow and ice and stuff i haven't actually yep. walked on ice this year but i was looking just outside the nearby ponds to see if i could maybe walk on it but i saw no one else walking on it so i figured ah, never mind i guess so so you haven't done what i did uh, one year when See, that was a freaking scout thing. Like, I went visited another group in another city. As they were sea scouts, so they their cabin was right at a lake. I was just completely frozen. Like, on the day we just like everyone just went out on the frozen leg lake, and it's like they drilled a hole to see how deep it was, and it's like, yeah, it's about like three feet deep. <laughs> yep, like three feet frozen ice. You mean? Yep, thick. Wow, thick ice. That's- that's like, the guys. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we ain't falling through this shit. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure I could have just walked on to that ice uh, out here, but uh, it, I'm not taking any risks. I've When I was like four years old or something, I fell through the ice. Almost died, probably. <laughs> Yikes. That's spooky. So uh, I'm not taking any risks with that stuff. Also, it would be cold and wet, and I'm not a big yeah. fan of either of those. <laughs> But there I'm not a fan of those in that combination. There was a big chance that like the natural ice skating event of the Netherlands that hasn't happened in like 30 years now that it might finally happen again this year but I Ooh. guess for the pandemic it's lucky that that wasn't the case but Oh yeah. That whole people getting together thing, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many uh, people are screwed over by that this year. Oh, quite quite a lot uh, thus far. I mean, I know like the Super Bowl happened recently. Um, I, I was thinking Valentine specifically screwed over. Oh yeah, the Valentine stuff is actually it's that's weird because like how do you even start a relationship in 2021 right yeah, now? Yeah, like good luck. Like yeah, we're. We found each other online. We haven't met up every ever because we can't because we gotta isolate. Yeah, I I, I read like some webcomic Mr. Boop, which was written <laughs> last year. Yeah, oh god, it's a great name. And it also had like this moment where 
during the pandemic two people get into a relationship and it's always kind of the question like okay when can we meet up um i i've been checked i'm covid free right now so we maybe we can meet up now be together kiss and stuff but it's awkward i i'm glad i'm aromantic <laughs> well i'm just forever alone so <laughs> oh valentine's day we love yeah. it all the non-complications of aromanticism with all the depression. Yay! Eh, don't worry, I got some of that as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're here to talk about El Gudeshaif. Yes. Yes. So let's see, what kind of updates do we have? Um, last episode we were talking about the first time we got a good look at the face of Ted's mom, Nodica. Oh yeah, that's a that, that that's a thing. Holy crikey, that's a thing. Even <laughs> I figured your response would be pretty. Uh, um, well, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a way to put it. I guess I don't exactly recall exactly what my direct response was. Like there was a big sort of like, okay, that's a thing. Kind of. It wasn't something anyone really predicted. I think so. No, no, I'm like, who predicted that kind of scarring? Uh. Yeah, we don't really see much. We've never really seen anything quite like this before in Okunashive, as I mentioned multiple times in the last episode. It's uh, it's really interesting. I'm very curious where it goes from here. Yeah. Um, it definitely humanizes her in a way. It makes a lot of stuff very interesting. Yeah. Someone pointed out uh, in the past few weeks or something, someone pointed out that at one point Van said that her mother needed magic for something. Right now I'm thinking, hmm, could that be like for to hide the scarring? <laughs> I don't know, that depends if they actually are siblings or not. Well, I mean, that's pretty much confirmed, isn't it? See, I'm always like, I, I'm oblivious enough that I was like, when was that, where was that confirmed? <laughs> well, the will of magic said to Van that they had to talk about their sibling, which just for the gender neutral stuff already kind of points at Ted, I think. But I guess technically it has not been confirmed yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially when you're as oblivious as I am. You know, yeah, so what, what was that? What now? Either way, there's so much interesting stuff going on. I'm very much looking forward to Noriko actually popping up. And I'm very glad with how Ted is dealing with this whole trauma right now. Yeah, and uh, one interesting thing actually with the, that level of scarring is like, could that be that Noriko didn't just up and leave for being an asshole? She is, but uh, that's kind of almost could be a secondary part of it now. But just that like trauma from like being around family that knew her before the whatever scarring happened and that's like there could be interesting um psychological stuff going on there yeah i hadn't even considered trauma all that much here maybe we have a very little idea of what actually is going on in not minds yeah absolutely which is why i'm theorizing because like yeah it's like well that your face is all jacked up so that, that's got to do something to your mind yeah, who knows? I'm, uh, I'm very curious to actually see her as a character rather than as something that someone that sometimes pops up in flashbacks. Yeah, 
other stuff that's been happening. We found out that Diane is Raven's dad. Wait, what did I write here? It's <laughs> <laughs> like a bit of a running gag in the server by now. Raven is Diane's yeah. dad. So. Uh, yeah, we which... already knew that, of course, but she yep. revealed that to everyone. Yeah, that was the big, hey, Raven's my dad. Whereupon Ashley went, who the hell's Raven? Raven, the history teacher, superhero. Um, what else yeah. was there? Yeah. Yeah. He looks like the crimson chin or something like that. It was so oh, God, that freaking daydream design was so fucking just, no. Oh. <laughs> it was pretty funny. In general, the the fantasy panels are really good. Also, like we got another shot at how Grace looked like when Raven transformed her to look more like Susan, and it's very yeah. nice to see that in a modern art style because she's so cute. Yeah, and the accidental oh shit, why well, I look like Susan? Wait, how I'm yeah, supposed yeah. to look like your daughter? Hmm. <laughs> and Diane was, or I think yeah, Diane was like, "How the fuck, Grace? Do you know that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, what what the f- what's going on? How did you figure that one out? Who spoiled something? <laughs> Why are you spending time with my father? <laughs> that too. The, this arc should have been called Family Tree. <laughs> what I with mean, the confusing yeah. Family Tree stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm very curious how Diane is going. To, when and how Diane is going to tell her family about Raven and how all that is going to go. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an interesting one in- indeed. Because I know she definitely doesn't want to introduce her family to magic in any way. And that makes mm-hmm. it very difficult to talk about Raven. Yep. Absolutely. It's just, Raven is inherently magical. Yeah. I mean, as we saw in Ashley's fantasies, he's a superhero. Uh, don't get me started. <laughs> so yeah, everybody's got trauma. Oh yeah, of some kind, probably. <laughs> probably. And the most recent page that has come out when we record this is, of course, that big facial expression of uh, Nanase. Oh yes, vampires. French vampires. I'm sorry I did not kill the vampire in uh, France. Yeah. Yeah. That that facial expression is very detailed. Almost as detailed as the most recent... Uh, or was it the most recent? No, it was the one before that of the NP. Um. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> George is going... Yeah. That that one's honestly a little bit disturbing for me. <laughs> like, if someone ha- if someone's parents aren't confirmed, then I am their parents. <laughs> there, that's how you do it. <laughs> oh god, that was so great. Oh, no, it was so great and so horrible both at once. We're got, getting this weird Q and A thing in NP, and it's pretty funny thus far. And I'm looking forward to how this is going. Oh yeah. I'm not sure uh well once this episode comes out you probably can no longer send in any questions, but uh we're a bit late for that. But yeah. I'm very curious. I-, I really like this group. We got Larry, Rhea, uh George and um Yeah, I don't remember. 
Oh yeah, Luke. I don't course. remember who's who's in the main cast at the best of times. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah, and I have some big doofus. <laughs> this is an interesting group to ask questions because they know very little. George does know quite a lot, I think, like more than he lets on oftentimes. Absolutely. I notice I just don't say anything. Yeah. Like, he's aware that Ted is a wizard. Most likely. he's a He knows a lot of things he doesn't let on, and he just doesn't <laughs> give much of a damn. Yeah, that, that helps the most, I think. I uh, I really like him. Even hey, when he's, he he's, grabs he, the camera and starts shouting in it. Yeah, he, he is both a bit of an asshole, but also not a total dickwad about it. <laughs> that's that's exactly tr- true yeah <laughs> and one more thing about the the previous NP arc uh, you followed it as well I assume with I, the I've, whole... I'm keeping up with everything that goes on vaguely like I'm not deep into like the, everyone's fan theories and stuff but like yeah. I read everything constantly that's, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a certainty I've read it of course <laughs> the, the whole unicorn that's looking for something Oh god, oh. that unicorn. I wanted to punch it in the face. Yeah, I can imagine. I don't think you would like that unicorn very much. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. <laughs> I thought it was a very rude unicorn. It's a f- <laughs> I I do really like its like expressions, the, the, how expressive this unicorn is. It's so cartoony. It's so weird. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> But he no, for he is canon in some way, so I'm pretty sure he will come up again at some point in like the main story or something. Hopefully, he'll get a lesson in how to not be rude while doing so. It it seems like he was looking for princesses. Yeah, uh, by the other world definition. Yeah, yeah. So Nanase and apparently Rhoda. Apparently, uh, I'm. Really looking forward to everything coming together. Maybe in the next arc, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. This episode, we're going to be talking about Escape from the Mall. Uh, sorry, no. no not so a date at the mall. So a date. There are too many mall arcs, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Malls are great places to do things like arcs in. I, I get yeah. perfectly why. Like I've done enough sort of text freeform RP stuff to know that, like, Yes, the mall. You can get away with anything there. All of a sudden, yes, we want to go to that shop now, right? Yeah, there is one of those shops then. Because we need it. It it is very useful. Like, I know when I was in Sweden, I actually ran into some malls. But I actually Mm. don't think I've ever been in a mall in the Netherlands. Huh. Like, I know in the US, malls are, like, enormous. Or were, I guess. They are becoming less popular now, especially... With the whole pandemic going on, I guess. Oh yeah, that too. That that is gonna put some. Yeah, physical shopping is gonna take a. It, yeah. it has taken a big hit. Yeah, but it's interesting because in the U.S., I think malls have always had like this big cultural presence, and uh, now often you see pictures of malls that are kind of abandoned, even just like five years ago or something like that, because malls are just becoming less popular. Yeah. It's. The, the deserted mall stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, But it makes sense for them to set most of these arcs in a mall because it's such a, it's such a great place, I guess. Yeah. But before we get into this arc completely, uh, just quickly, the break. 
we got like a while ago core dump error did a strip slay uh, they wrote a slip stray uh, strip slay of the last strip of the last arc uh, the parable arc of oh. NP. And Flicky did a fun recording of it. So this is the strip in which we see uh, Edward Ferris transform into like a cute librarian or something like that. It's hilarious. So uh, I'm just going to put that in here. (laughs) You might be asking, what the heck is Mr. Ferris doing in this NP story? He wasn't a part of Parable, and you'd be right. But I'm here under duress, you see. My creator, while generally benevolent, can be a cruel master. I have unfortunately been brought here to titillate you, the audience, thus the transformation I have just undergone. Why do I suddenly look like a very cute librarian? Who knows? Dan works in mysterious ways. Oh, come on, I'm a busty schoolgirl. This is just ridiculous. The fact that I'm dreaming of this while sleeping over at Lavender's is... Well, it's extremely weird. I'm going to have to get back at Dan for this somehow. For now, um, enjoy the view, I guess? It's not like I can stop you. These things are heavy. A date at the mall in which we watch Elliot and Ashley go into a de- uh, go on a date at a certain mall, and yeah. then Griffin show up and everything goes to uh, weirdness. Yep. It it feels like such a recent arc, but it's already five years old. Oh, it, it's the it, it's the arc that was going when I first read EGS. Dang. <laughs> it was towards the end of that. Oh, that's interesting. I I got into yeah. it. Um, I think at least like it, during identity, so that would be just before uh, Squirrel Prophets. Oh, so just uh, a bit before, before the massive uh, not Magic Gathering tor- tournament. Yeah, yeah. So I was already reading this webcomic for like a few years when so so dated the mall started. So it, for me, it feels really recent. Like this is everything that came out since I started reading it has just been new stuff. Yeah, it's funny how that goes. Yeah, I get it absolutely. But I f- did feel like this is a good arc to talk about, especially on uh, Valentine's Day, I suppose, because Yay. it's such a romantic. It's so adorable. These two are such dorks. Like yes. as Liz says. You're going on a Saturday mall date. Oh god, you're going to be one of those couples. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but that is not my favorite sort of oh good lord reaction in that entire arc. Because Which one comes to mind for you? <laughs> DuckTales! Woo! <laughs> I have made a terrible mistake. Oh, <laughs> uh, the, the DuckTales song. Oh yeah. my god, you know, this is weird. I just realized, like, five different cartoon series were mentioned in this specific arc. <laughs> they, they have talked about Futurama in this arc, The Simpsons, DuckTales, Teen Titans, and there was another one, I'm pretty sure. There's so many shows getting mentioned. Oh, it's TV Universe. <laughs> oh. I have not actually seen that many of those. I don't think... Yeah, no, I... Mm. I've not seen all of them, but I've seen quite a bit of it. It's a funny little detail, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah. But we're going way off topic already, I think. Well, of course we are. That's half the fun. (laughs) That's half the fun, I suppose. Now, the other thing, of course, is that uh, Ellen 
Diane, Charlotte and Nana say we're also doing something this arc and at the end all the story uh, or the two storylines that seemed unrelated at first began to converge into one. Yes. And that is where the DuckTales moment happens in in that side of the story. Yeah, yeah. I think this is one of the things that Dan always does really well where you have storylines that kind of interweave in some way so mm-hmm. that he could just switch between scenes a lot. Yeah. Let's go, okay, this is dull. Let's go to the other one and see what they're doing. Meanwhile... Like, at one scene, Ashley's like, yeah, uh, people seem to think I'm some kind of magical martial artist or something like that, and then another say sneezes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like, I think it's like... I don't remember exactly what she says, but it's like trilingual Asian martial oh. artist, artist, wizard, something other. <laughs> and, of course, also that's an anime-type joke, uh, reference-type joke. So that's, yeah, yeah. That, that's even more fun. I think it's always really clever when it switches from storyline to storyline in, in such a way. And I'm kind of missing that in the current arc, honestly. The title yeah. pending. They're a little bit uh, cohesive this time around. <laughs> Don't be cohesive. Be weird and off the wall. <laughs> so we got Ashley and Elliot here, of course. They have this interesting relationship. We learn a lot about Ashley. For one thing, her her relationship with like her race and how people seem to think that she's a magical mm. martial artist. Like this one scene where uh, she says that... She's been asked, like, learn English. And she's like, I don't, I don't know any language other than English. I tried learning Spanish, but I keep, kept falling asleep in class. Yeah. I'm from California. Yep. <laughs> I, uh, I think for a lot of people, that's really relatable. <laughs> yeah, I have a less relatable time to that, but that's mainly because, well, I'm not from the U.S. in any way, where it's a much different culture here. Yeah, but, but also, overall, like, it is a very relatable thing. Yes. Hmm, yeah, and also like her whole thing with labels and be playing ballet and dancing soccer and all that. Yes, play ballet, dance soccer. Hmm. I think we're gonna go into those kind of things uh, when we eventually do an Ashley episode. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of exploring there. Yeah, there's a lot there's, of them. Yeah. One thing that is interesting about this arc, because this is like their first date, is that Ashley also pointed out like her parasocial relationship with Elliot. Like how oh, she. Oh yeah, that, that's a very aware thing to say. Yes. That, yeah. That, yeah. And Elliot saw that both of them were kind of concerned about that, which seemed really healthy. Like the way they both were concerned about it and pointed it out, and you know, just moved beyond that. Yeah, I mean, the two of them are pretty darn good at communicating and just going dorky so they're good at communicating when it's important i guess yeah it's a very healthy relationship overall they they communicate a lot they just don't always speak their feelings very well like at the start of the arc of course they both want to go and eat something but both of them don't want to go out and say it so yeah they're they're both too polite for their own good uh one of those couples, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy seeing the two interact. <laughs> uh, 
of course, one of the things that also happens in this arc is that Elliot transforms, and then he and Ashley talk a bit about that, and he yeah. mentions big how boobs. he sees big boobs, big boobs. <laughs> You're trying to sabotage me, aren't you? I I, I love the, the big boobs. That's so it, it's a very silly, very good silly sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I also just really like the way Elliot's transformation magic works. It's very neat. Uh, it's very neatly thought out and uh, executed upon. Hmm. And also, like how he sees more shades of red. You mentioned that, and like his gender identity and stuff like that. Yeah, so I don't get that at all. But sure, there's something going on there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, they uh, started being lesbians, uh, a lesbian couple in the dressing room. <laughs> yes, which actually, when I s- sort of reread a little bit prepping for this episode i went okay how much of that is just a cultural assumption and how much of that is like based on what things and all of that i think there might be something in there but mostly i just think it's a joke like in the past it was definitely not uncommon and probably still not uncommon for queer couples to find uh, a very hidden place to you know be nice and queer with each other (laughs) That does make sense. But seeing Rhoda and Catalina pop up there was so fun. <laughs> yeah. And also interesting, by the way, that later, um, you know, pretty much everyone now kind of knows Elliot's, uh, that Elliot's Cholidra. Yeah, that's, that, that cat's out of the bag, pretty much. Like all the, the all the named characters, or well, all the main characters, pretty much. Like the Rhoda main and cast, Catalina yeah. definitely know. that's pretty sure he knows... I mean, he is way too smart to not have figured that one out. Yeah. And it's like, what do you take me for? An idiot, probably? <laughs> like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Like, it looks very much like that way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, really fun, the flashback scene with uh, Cheerleadra uh, and Tensai that, like, Cheerleadra entering the Salty Cracker store. <laughs> uh, being yeah. very awkward. Also, oh, yeah. she did like a. She wrote her signature for Ten Sided, but like, has Elliot practiced a signature for Cheerleadra? I have no idea. I don't <laughs> do autographs. How should I know? I can barely write it as it is. How good is his calligraphy? <laughs> like, if it, I don't imagine Elliot really being able to write all that nicely. No, no, it does not seem like one of his character traits, no. Maybe I'm I, I'm surprised, and he actually has a very beautiful handwriting. But <laughs> I mean, that sure would be a twist. <laughs> a twist. That's yeah, a great or scene. a subversion of expectation. And then finding out your boyfriend is a superheroine. This uh, Ashley found out. Oh yeah, that's a freaking like just. Wait, so you're? Eh? That feels like this. Classic comics thing, isn't it? Like, I'm sure that has happened to, like, Spider-Man or someone like that at some point. That uh, Mary Jane found out that his that her boyfriend, Peter Parker, was Spider-Man all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, the secret, like that. Vi- secret identity discovery thing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's been done in a lot of places, a lot of ways. Really makes this relationship very magical, though. Also, when Cheerleadra picks up Ashley and flies out of the mall... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Such a classic romantic trope, honestly. I actually very Superman. Um, don't quote me on this. Double check it if, for yourselves. Um, 
but I do think that one of the first times in Marvel comics runtime sort of thing that Peter Parker revealed himself and Mary Jane found out about it was actually Civil War. Huh. Where he basically went live on stage and put took off his mask and like, I am for the whole register thing. I trust that enough to reveal who I am. Oh, wow. Okay. On national TV live sort of thing. That's um, an interesting choice. Yeah. I don't recall if Mary Jane did know beforehand or not, but it is, it's either way that happened. Mm-hmm. I do not remember how they fixed that afterwards, to letting him go back to being a nobody. <laughs> if they even did. Well, you can always like reset the timeline or something like that. Marvel doesn't do that. No? No, they they like they fuck around with there's a lot of timelines though. There's a lot of universes, multiverses, and they can sort of go like, okay, multiverse is just collapsing in on the I think at least. I don't recall exactly, but like the, the, they they do a lot of stuff with like really just resetting the multiverses and stuff and just jumping from Earth 616 to Earth 482 to whatever. So, like, the, the Spider-Man that was introduced 60 years ago is the same person as the main Spider-Man we still know today? Peter Parker is Peter Parker. Huh. Most likely. Yeah. But then you have the Spider-Man Miles Morales, who is a different Spider-Man. Of course, of course. And then there's, like, a yeah. Peter B. Parker and another Peter Parker. Yeah, exactly. So. You, you get the different multiverse mm. versions, but it, it's a freaking mess. DC are the ones who go like, okay, big multiverse collapse, now we start the timelines over again. <laughs> but Marvel doesn't do that apparently, so they're, they're the messier ones, but DC is also a complete mess. Because, uh, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll stick to Spider-Verse. <laughs> oh, that's a yeah. shit film. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. I'll stick to, well, basically my level of things, which is just sitting there going, like, yeah, it's all cool and all, but like... Um, what about that My Hero Academia? <laughs> I haven't kept up on that though, so I'm I'm quite behind. I probably behind. Oh uh, yeah, I stopped. I mean, I watched way too much of it, and I never really cared for that much. That I mean, I started by watching it, then I started reading it, and now I just read it more. So mm. I, I'm seasons behind on watching, but reading it, I'm also behind. <laughs> there are so many superheroes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Uh, of course, then Shalidra has to fight a griffin. A very yeah. powerful one. Griffins are so cool! You like them? I mean, I'm more of a dragon person, but griffins... Depending on execution, griffins are also really cool. Alright, so griffins awesome, uh, unicorns awful. Uh, unicorns meh too. <laughs> yeah, generally just meh. <laughs> it's a horse with a big stick on the, on the head. Hmm... This this griffin is the uh, well. These griffins are very strong, aren't they? Oh yeah, they are. They are dangerous. I, I wonder what a fight would look like between those griffins and like Grace going kind of all out. Um, I don't want to find out because I don't want to see how big the crater is. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to find out because I don't think Grace would be able to fight anything like that. But. Yeah, that tr- that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like Damien. Like, I wonder if Damien could just turn those griffins into ash or something. I mean, it is possible, but 
it it, it relies a lot on the, how the very very soft magic system that EGS uses actually yeah. functions. And like it is a very soft magic system. It's a very loose sort of uh, I don't know magical powers. <laughs> and that, that's fine. That, that's good. Do you have any idea how many laws of physics you broke by s- summoning that fairy doll? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like uh, around we here. Take... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we take the laws of fish- uh, physics as a polite suggestion. <laughs> yeah, really. Like conserva- conservation of mass and energy. Ah. Eh, who cares about that one? Yeah. Thermodynamics? Eh, I don't need it. Gravity? Optional. Optional. It's 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 really interesting. It's really great. I like seeing. Uh, I like seeing Chilida try to fight a Griffin, but being like, I actually have no idea how to fight while flying, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just fly super fast, fist first. I, I don't think Chilida would have had a chance. As oh, Elliot no. pointed out later, it was like, oh, I almost fought that Griffin. <laughs> yeah. Like Elliot can handle himself in a fist fight. A flying fight against a griffin, Cheerleader would have lost big. Yeah. Good thing uh, Ashley is able to dance sucker her way out of issues like this. Yeah, just punt it right at its head. Just go, hey, what do you think you're doing? It's, that was also such a funny moment, such a great moment. Everyone was like, what, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, and the fact that she was actually the first person to meet Voltaire like this... <laughs> Oh yeah, and um, fuck Voltaire. <laughs> Just saying. He really starts setting up his plans in this arc. Right at the oh. end, he tricks Sorlac into targeting Raven. Yeah. And that kind of starts the whole thing with Sister 3. Yeah, and I'm just going to say, like, when he's in the way of Ashley, even then, just that short appearance is enough to make me want to punch his teeth in. He's creepy and uh, very uncomfortable and also oh, no, an asshole. Like not, yeah, not not creepy for me, but more like going very sort of like you can't save them. Like fuck you, you can't <laughs> tell. Don't you don't you tell her what she can and can't do. She, Voltaire was like a really bad DM. Are you sure you want to go down there? <laughs> oh, don't remind me. Uh, I'm. Uh, one of my DMs are I, I wouldn't call him a bad DM but he does an annoying thing with like can you like I don't know can you it's like that's why I'm asking you you for goodness sake like, uh, yeah. you have full control over the physics that surround my body <sighs> yeah pretty much like you're the one who decides this st- like if you allow something yeah Meanwhile, Voltaire, you could just walk through me all along. I didn't even get that far before being annoyed at him. It is <laughs> He literally said something about, like, you can't save her uh, yeah. to Ashley. And it's like, fuck you, Voltaire. You are you don't get to decide shit because you are a sack full of shit. <laughs> uh, I, I quite like him as a villain. I'm interested to see where he where he goes in the future. Assuming he fails miserably at whatever horrific plan he has, which I think was real, basically he wants to become a god by getting rid of the immortals' laws. Yep, we still don't know how that's going. We know yeah. that all his other plans kind of failed, so... 
Yeah, hopefully everyone else is like, you what? Mm-hmm. We we have no idea. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Talking about immortals, suddenly Helena and Demetrius popped up. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a... Mm. Yeah, immortals can lie, come on, I'm 17 foot tall or whatever the thing was. I was like... The earth is round. The the moon landing was staged. Um, <laughs> oh no! Wait, the earth's flat is what she said. <laughs> yeah, it's like hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Earth's not round. Earth is not. Earth is round. What the hell are you on about now? I'm That's sorry. not a lie. <laughs> and anyone who says that the Earth being round is a lie is a complete moron. I'm so. sorry, but you are. <laughs> There's no shame yeah. admitting it and switching over to being factually correct. It's uh, um, Yes, I agree. Uh, the, uh, the world is indeed a globe in shape. Relatively Did... glob- globular. It's a bit not quite uh, perfectly spherical, but that's I physics. Do feel, <laughs> I do feel like Helena and the Matrix didn't actually need to show up there. I mean... They could have just stayed hit, uh, hidden and, you know, Elliot, Ashley and Sarah, I think the Griffin was, would have... I don't remember. <laughs> I forgot one of the Griffin names, but I forgot yeah. which is which too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll meet them again in a future arc. I'm sure of it. They will pop up four weeks after this one, so... Woohoo! But, you know, Helene and the Matrix are still really interesting characters... We also find out that they also lied, well, not really lied, but kind of deceived the other griffin, just so the other griffin will continue to slay vampires. Yeah, that's a bit of a dick move, don't you think? Yep, they just keep doing it. Yeah. First they do it to Susan and Anase, and now to this poor griffin. Yeah, first two, two innocent teens on a language journey thing, then to <laughs> a lost griffin. You assholes. Yep, they did not change at all since uh, reviving. Re, uh... Yeah, and they didn't even properly reset, apparently. Maybe that's... Nah, to be fair, I think Immortals are always kind of the same uh, through, throughout every lifetime. Yeah, they may maybe. They grow in a different fashion, but I expect they just always end up with kind of a similar character pattern. So, that's like, quite possible. Jerry was probably just like... Zeus is when he was uh, that young. <laughs> yeah, and then like realized I have been a complete and utter jock, really. <laughs> He's such a jock. Yeah, he and just then becomes old. <laughs> yeah, old and wise, and actually not that horrible, and really like, yeah, I'm a good jolly good grandfatherly guy now, because that's actually how to be good. <laughs> the hammers thing was always a bit of an acquired taste, if we're being honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Never that great a joke. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it very much was in line with the humor used at that time in the comic. Mm. So the Griffins fly off. I mean, uh, Alan informed Ashley that they had some knowledge about where the Griffin, the other Griffin, might be. So she Ashley told the first Griffin that, and then they all flew off. Yeah. Uh, also, something it's kind of small. I'm not sure how much it matters, but it's something that really stands out to me is when Carol, uh, Sarah's sister, the reporter, when she pops up. Yeah. You remember that? Uh, vaguely. Because 
like it's just a few panels but basically she pops up and she starts interviewing people because like hey this is big news what happened here uh who is this german dark figure <laughs> yeah and it really looks for a second like she's using magic there oh? she's not glowing or anything like that but she stands there for a panel closes her eyes breathes out See, I was thinking that that was just because she was sprinting in 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 high heels, and he's like, (sighs) "Okay, let's do this." That could be, but then she also suddenly perks up and is like, "Idea, hey, I need to do this," and then she starts asking for interviews. She didn't even notice that her cameraman was right behind her asking questions. Yeah, I I I I don't consider that to be magic, but that's my. (laughs) <laughs> sort of reading into it because to me that sounds very much like hyper sort of not quite hyperactive but really like just mile a minute reporting kind of person more yeah yeah, it's true and i just need to get this out there out there because i want to get those cookies when it's revealed that she has a magic spell you know oh yeah yeah <laughs> everyone has a magic spell now i'll get uh, all the co- cookies <laughs> cookies for everyone uh I mean, to be fair, most people seem to have some kind of magic at this point. I'm pretty sure Liz has magic that we haven't seen yet, you know. Oh, yeah, that, that'll that be an interesting one, whatever she managed to end up with. Yeah. Um, Very curious. Yeah. I think there's a couple of others who's also, like... Who was it that Pandora gave a spell in, like, sort of secretly in, during that NP arc? Well, Liz was one of them. Um, she considered Ashley, but wasn't really able to because she's too pure of heart. Um, there was, of course, uh, Felix, be... Felix yeah. and Kitty. Yeah, but those we saw the results of, so... Yeah, we never saw the results of Liz. I think that's the main one we haven't seen the results of. I might have forgotten someone, but... Alright, good enough for me. <laughs> Oh yeah, another thing that happens in this one is that Ellen was really worried about Elliot because Nanase could not use her fairy doll spell on Chirlira. Yeah, until they account for, hang on, it's not quite Elliot, it's a different form. It's such an interesting detail because it also kind of touches on the fact that Elliot, Chirlira and his disguise forms are kind of different people in a way. And what does Mm -hmm. that mean exactly? Like when Elliot transforms just a regular, like uh, the the pink mall form that he did in this arc, that's not really considered a different person, I think. But I feel like Shalidra is. Yeah. It's interesting, and I'm very curious if that will pop up again. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I I think we definitely have different levels of reading into things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm very much like face value and just like. Over-the-top exaggerated expressions are just part of the norm and don't mean much. That's true. (laughs) I mean, it's it's interesting because I like to try to find all the depth in it and think about what could be and theorize and stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of stuck in a keep-it-simple-stupid kind of thinking mode a lot of the time. You do end up with some Occam's Razor stuff, but also it helps that you can never really get disappointed when you don't expect stuff. <laughs> like, um, I had this headcanon for, a, or well, interpretation, kinda, that Diane mm-hmm. was face-blind, because in some mm-hmm. moments she was had difficulty noticing the difference between faces. 
Mm. But in the past few weeks, that was definitely debunked completely. So now that interpretation is dead, I guess. <laughs> Whee! Yay. We're missing characters with disabilities in this webcomic, and I just kind of want that sometimes. Even if it's like something as uh, relatively minor as face blindness. I mean, that's definitely one way of seeing it. But seeing as we're just going through this arc moment by moment, there's, uh, of course, the other storyline with Ellen and Nanase, Diane and Charlotte. I really like the moment where they had this, like, this magical break where Nanase starts doing Mario Kart against Fox and stuff like that. It's a fun moment. Oh, yeah. I lose, I, I'm losing against my subconscious. Ah. And Diane and Charlotte both had like this explanation for it, and Diane was like, "It's obvious." And Charlotte's like, "Well, it's not obvious. It, it's it's simple, but it does take some uh, knowledge that you need to have." And Diane is like, "Yes, nerd, but like." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, you're both nerding out about this, so. Yeah, it is fun though because they really are very smart in interesting ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the two had some interesting interactions with each other because they don't actually know each other all that well, but they do consider each other friends. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we had that moment where they kind of had a falling out because um, I think Diane said something to her along the lines of "You're just a forever alone nobody who takes spends all of her time on uh, message boards or something like that." I think it was more along the lines of "You've never even been on a date." Yeah, I mean, that's the main thing Diane cares about often. Yeah, and they're... old school shallow Diane. That piece of dialogue is really good, though, because she also points out, like, human interaction. It's very clear that that's what it is about for her, which is interesting because, you know, that's... <laughs> I mean, technically, that's the kind of thing a parent would say, but it's also, like, a reasonable thing to say, like, Human interaction is good. It's important to keep meeting people. <laughs> Not spend all your time in your room. Even though, of course, Charlotte also has a lot of friends. Just they happen to be online most of the time. Yep. And there's Tengu, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but I, I want to point out also, like, it's not always as easy as that. Go out and make friends! Like, that's... Yeah, of course not. I mean, that's not, not that how... easy. That's not how it works, yeah. That's not how Charlotte would operate, I, uh, honestly. And honestly, she's been doing that. Since we saw her, she became friends with Ellen and Nanase, and they meet up every once in a while to do a project yeah. together. Yeah. So, like, it's, she just doesn't have any romantic... Um, I mean, as far as we've seen, she, she doesn't have any romantic uh, interest right now. Yeah. I love the scene where she starts doing what she's best at, which is... Explaining the situation to the griffin mm -hmm. and being very in-depth and being very proper and precise and nice about it. It's uh, yeah. I like how I like how Diane and Charlotte and Di uh, and Charlotte and like basically everyone how they all bounce off of each other. It's a very well balanced uh, ensemble cast. Yeah, yeah. I mean that is one of the main qualities of the comic. So yeah, and sometimes it gets a bit samey because sometimes you feel like all the characters are kind of the same but I never really had that feeling with this arc I've always felt like all the characters are different in the perfect ways mm -hmm. uh, Ellen is has her particular characteristics in this arc um, Pizza Elliot and Ashley are 
Yeah. <laughs> Pizza for the brain. Reading. I don't want to read. And then you switch to Elliot. Oh, hey, there's a bookstore there. Let's keep that in mind for later. Yeah. <laughs> Which also caused Ashley to go, oh, crap. Reading. No. I'm... Well, luckily, there's one thing she likes more than reading, and that's seeing a transformation firsthand. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'd been in that bookstore even now. Oh, that's, that, that magical girl transformation is beautiful, by the way. When Elliot it's transforms. It's definitely a nice one. Yeah. Really beautiful scene. Then we have actually gone through most of the stuff, except for, of course, the final aberration fight, where Diane and Charlotte go to the, the, the foresty area before everyone else does. They face off this, this kind of spidery... Uh, My web detects a hunter. Oh, yeah, that's good. Little baby hunter. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> he looks a bit like George or Ten Sided, or both of them, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> There's like a, a, a sketchbook of that. Like, they don't actually look alike at all, but okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then he gets absolutely decimated by the griffin. Yeah. Tara, I'm pretty sure. Tara and Andrea, yeah. that's the name. Andrea's the nerdy one. Oh, yeah, I like that's the, how it is. <laughs> I like the difference between the two griffins and how... The, honestly, this is the most romantic arc because those two are also so cute together. They have this, you know, this book smart slash warrior knight dynamic going on, which is very popular in shipping. Yep. And then Andrea explains, like, how universes work in this universe. And there's the universe where sucks go, and like the the universe <laughs> oh, yeah, of Lord Ted. I I have actually no way of relating to that like lost socks thing because I haven't. Same. Yeah, I haven't experienced that like lost sock thing. I've never experienced it either. It's probably like a thing that uh, American washing machines do. I do know. I've s- seen things towards that. Yeah. I do know some washing machines have like this tray in the, under the thing where. Like buttons and coins may go, mm. and maybe the socks end up there, which is basically in our universe. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I've never experienced anything like that. But I like the joke just from because it pops up in uh, children's animation a lot. It's a classic joke: the lost socks. Yeah, and like uh, the, the universe from Lord Ted and the Beta universe and. Uh, the, 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 our own universe, of course. Yeah. And there's also the Steven universe, and there's. <laughs> For some reason, I really like that joke. It's a great panel. I, I must have missed that a couple of times then. Just a, a list of universes, pretty much. Yeah, fair enough. And the differences between universes. How they're not from a different universe, but a different side of the same universe. And there's like a coin, which is interesting. Yeah, if not even... Like, yeah, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, yes, there is uh, more more than one universe, but there's more things to each universe than just the one yeah. world, basically. And in that way, the world is flat. <laughs> I am very interested <sighs> to see this other universe, and I'm pretty sure we eventually will. It's probably going to be like this fairy glade of, like unicorns and griffins and rainbows and stuff like that because and everyone will be annoying <laughs> oh god it, it might be really cartoony if we're being honest yeah like in, based on like the inhabitants we've had uh, we've seen so far Ooh. 
It's a mix. It's a mix. I mean, we are assuming, of course, that a unicorn comes from the same universe, but yeah, I think that's a fairly safe assumption. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Mm. Because of the princess thing, of course. Too. Yes, that's like that's one of my main hints, in my opinion. Yeah, I like how the Griffins were able to say a lot about the characters based on Aura. I've always had a thing for Aura. Auras are neat, yeah. They're, they're... It's an interesting way of doing things. Yeah, one of the book series I grew up with is like the, the Nicolas Flamel series. It has like colored auras for all characters and like the main characters have silver and gold and that's why they're special. And someone has a pure white aura and that's also very special and most people just have regular blue or red or green or yellow or whatever. Yeah, yeah there's a, there's a lot of ways of doing that sort of things. Hmm. So when the griffin started saying, like, princess, and I can see that the two of you are twins, so even though you have a slightly different magical potential and stuff like that, it's, it's fun. Yeah. All right, there's one more thing I want to point out before we uh, end this episode, I think. Uh-huh. Unless you also have more stuff to talk about, but <laughs> I feel like I've gone through most of the list. Yeah. There's the other cheerleader form. Oh yeah, that sort of like, don't look like the usual one, don't look like the usual one, poomph. Oh right, oops, oops. Why is it so much worse than the usual one? Why? How is it so, I mean, uh, do you like it? (laughs) I don't have anything against it. I mean, fair enough, for some reason. It does a very different thing, but uh, yeah. It's very latex sooty with huge boobs. Is there a combat advantage for having very large memories? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, I've definitely got a different approach to that thinking there. But yeah, it does a very different thing from the standard yeah. form. It looks it's older to me as well. Like it looks like an older person. Because it's not a cheerleader and because the short hair, I suppose. Yeah, and overall, like the rest of the body shape as well, which is also yeah. different. It's an interesting design, and I would love to see more cheerleader designs, but this is not my favorite. (laughs) To each their own. I suppose so, I suppose so. (laughs) I love how quotable this arc is, by the way. Like, I've written a few quotes down, but, like, sometimes I just suddenly remember a quote from the arc, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of lines that just stick. Yeah, this is such a good one. I, I really like this arc. Now I think back to it and now I realize how old it is. Because it's already five years old. So much has happened since. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Another thing that we saw in this arc was a good Tom's spell. There's a puppy in danger. You're the best. You're the worst best boyfriend ever. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Uh, I think uh, I think that's a wrap. <laughs> thank you all very much for listening to this episode Zen where can people find you I almost called you Elliot there <laughs> <laughs> I'm no Elliot God you Lord, sure man. yeah no no yeah no you look a bit like him I mean one there's a multiple types of Elliot's I suppose the one that I like, I have a sort of person that I knew back in school and stuff who was named Elliot that's a very different kind of person. They were mm. a diff- very different kind of person, and that's affected my view on the name ever since. Yeah, I, uh, I, I 
I know that actually. I had like a bully called Kevin, and for a very long time I didn't like people called Kevin. Yeah. It's uh, it's weird how that color stuff. Yeah. Good thing you know a lot of good Elliots now. Oh yeah, one of them is definitely goals. <laughs> <laughs> Questionable content. Yep. So, Ellie, Zen, <laughs> where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I do run a small site. Or I have a small blog where I tend to try and write stuff every now and again. There's, it's been a while since last time. Whoops. <laughs> um, otherwise, well, I try to run a keep updating my uh, podcast called uh, Tangentially Related, but that's been a while since last time as well. It's been. I haven't been on top of things because holy moly, there's been a lot of stuff going on outside of fun things. Yeah. I uh, I get that. Your uh, podcast tangentially related is uh, very good, and uh, I'm not saying that because I've been on it several times. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost uh, it's probably mostly you who's been on, but yeah, it's 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 a fun time. It's very casual, laid back. Don't uh, worry about it, kind of thing. Yeah, it's just nice. It's very. Uh, I mean, I, I stress a bit too much about my own podcast. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do some more episodes of that and figure out some more topics to record on. Uh, yeah, you should keep a list of topics to talk about. It's useful. That sounds like planning. <laughs> Oops, uh, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, as for me, you can find me on my own website, maplestrip.space. I'm on Twitter, at maplestrip. Of course, as always, we're all on the Discord server, so you can find us there. Um, oh, yeah, that's where we are at, yeah. <laughs> This podcast is available on all podcasting apps other than like iTunes or something like that because who cares? The music you're listening to right now is Our Heroes by Sister Parish. The next episode... No idea yet, actually. Huh. I should think about that. But well, if you have ideas for the next episode, if you want to be on the next episode, just tell me. I always love getting sent in questions. Um... Getting new people on because you know variation is the spice like the of fourth life. Fourth time I think you've been on. I like uh, spicing it up a bit. Yes. <laughs> so thank you all very much for listening. Goodbye. Take care. <laughs>